Welcome to Raised On It. Episode number nine today, tonight, whenever you're listening, we're talking entertainers. I wasn't really ready for that. No warning. Here we go. Rolling in it. Rolling. Entertainers. Yes. Before we get there, okay, uh, it's been a while since we did a podcast. We've had some important games to watch as of late. Yes. It's Brewer fans, it was a good run. We'll be back. I started Brewer's podcast. Find support group, maybe. Sure, sure. Now we got the fall classic, Red Sox, Dodgers. Red Sox up one nothing. Let's go, Red Sox. Let's go, Bo Sox. Let's go. All right, but what have we been doing the last few weeks? So we saw Chris Lane last week. Yes. And he was really good. But, I mean, who stole the show? Oh, his opener. Oh, I was going to say his brother, Corey, but whatever. Oh, God. He sang a cover of Kenny Chesney, and it's, I mean. Yeah. I know we're talking about entertainers, and I probably wouldn't have mentioned him in the list below, but I feel like at the concert, the rest of his band, like, they all got really into it. Yeah, for sure. Like the one, was it the their key, his, his keyboard? keyboard player was like, <laughs> like everyone else, they highlighted like, oh, look at the bass guitar player, like, you know, and then you're like, oh, well, what song is the keyboard player going to do? Just kidding. He's going to rap a million words a minute and just like blow the place up. I honestly don't know what he was saying, singing. I, I'm thinking it was something like Eminem. That sounds like something Eminem would. Right. Yeah. The style, I guess. It was. Too many words for yeah. a second that I could. Yeah, it was it was super cool. It was, and the coolest part was we're not going to spend a ton of time with him, but like towards the end of his show, like his encore or whatever was all '90s music, and he like yeah. came up in the getup with like the cowboy hat and played like um, should have been a cowboy and and dust on the bottle. And it's like everyone knows those songs, and like that's what Chris Lane grew up on, and like it's cool that. You I mean, have that everyone knew about the the diehard Chris Lane fans behind us. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. Like, what? You know every Chris Lane song, but you don't know. Like, they didn't know Kenny Chesney. I go back, and I'm like, what? Like, it's just kind of cool to see, like, that maybe Chris Lane is attracting a new set of fans or bringing, like, new fans to country Exactly, music. yeah. But that was the cool part of the show, probably the best part. I also want to vent a bit. Okay. Because, I don't know. <laughs> I it, think I know what you're gonna say. It just—it's like, and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, and I don't seek out these things, or I don't look to find the, the negative things when I go to a concert. But man, lately, every time I've gone to a concert, there there is something has gone on, and I I, what the Michael Ray concert in Green Bay. I don't know if we talked about it, but we got these guys that you know walk right in front of you or bumping you, knocking your drinks over, and. Right. Okay. When you're at a show where there's no assigned seats and it's basically first come first serve, if you get there late, I'm sorry, but you stand in the back. Exactly. Don't push your way forward. No. No. I was there. I had a very good view for some American Idol girl and Mason Ramsey, and then Chris Lane came on stage, and I couldn't see it. Right. Like my nose does not have to be six inches away from the person in front of me. Right. Prefer not to. I mean, do they really want to hear me singing off key? No. Because I'm going to do it. Right. And for Chris Lane, I had what appeared to be a college couple. Oh, they were the worst. Was two that they were basically one, one. Mm-hmm. mass yes. mm-hmm. that um, just did nothing but look into each other's gazed into each other's eyes the entire show, kissing and and that he's not a lovey dovey like performer. No, I mean just <laughs> no. Sucks. And then there was this this nicer middle aged woman that was trying to get back to her group. And it was tight, and she's trying to get through there, and he's just being an absolute prick, yes. not being nice about it, like just wouldn't let her through. That was it. Right before Chris Lane actually took the stage, I don't know how it happened. Some a, a glass of beer got literally thrown yes. and went all down the back of my, my legs. rest in peace. That's so sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just on my jeans <laughs> and my legs are cold for a half hour. Yeah, so somebody lost their beer. That's, I mean, and those beers are expensive. Yeah. And also, my last point, I mean, it was a good, great show, but I, I, I don't know how it happens, but I literally never move my feet. <laughs> I stand in the same spot. After the concert, we're walking, you know, like, I feel like I got brand new knees because, like, it, it almost hurts because my knees are locked right. up. Every time I, like, look to talk to you or look around, <laughs> you were behind me. At one point, I was honestly pinned in between... Four different people, none of which was you. 
because I looked over. I was going to say something. I'm like, oh, he's up there. I should like tap him on the shoulder. Yeah, I don't know what happens. But then, we need to like we need to perfect this for next weekend. I, yeah, I don't know if we just need a like a bigger group just to you know, stake our I claim. Don't know. It's a lot of work, though. I mean, it, and it we was, need to be those people who mess other people up. I guess, but I I try move to make your my feet, Aaron. I try to I do I well I don't move. I, was say, I don't you move. Said you did. I keep them I keep them still. That's the I, problem. I broad shoulders. I try to like make myself bigger, and it's still never. Mm. Yeah. So other than that, but anyways, that's just always our, our right. You know, dilemmas. So Chris Lane was great. He really was. He was awesome. Yeah. Excited to see him again in a few months. Right. We're going to see when he opens for Dan and Shay. Oh, that'll be and lit. That'll be... Oh. It's going to be so great. So good. Yeah. I kind of wish... No. No. I'm glad it's Chris Lane. I mean, me too, but yeah. I would have liked to see Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that, but yeah. I feel... him. No, I'm not. Yeah. So speaking of Chris Lane's opening for Dan and Shay, the opener for Chris Lane was the Yoda, the Yoda boy. Mason, Mason. I've never seen a crowd get so freaking excited for no. a 12-year-old kid. It was it was lit. He, yeah. He literally like brought the energy up. I, I know that's an overused word nowadays, but it okay. was lit. Yeah. The place came alive when he kind yeah. of came on stage. Like Gabby Barrett. Mm-hmm. She was good. Great. She played like five songs and whatever. Original. And then, I don't know, Mason has like... The persona, the, the kid has swag. Like he was pointing to the audience, giving girls like blowing kisses, winking. And I'm like, damn. And he had just like country to the core, like the big yeah. belt buckle, mm-hmm. the fringe shirt, the big cowboy hat that's bigger than his face. Yeah, he rocked it. And he, he played for like 30 minutes and didn't like really take a break. It's just like song, 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 song. No, he didn't talk really in between songs. And I no. guess I kind of glad he didn't. Right. Uh, no, I thought he was just his charisma. I think that's the thing that stood out is like, I, I knew he could sing and I knew, you yeah, know, he, he has that one song. He can. Yeah. Yeah. But he was just his interaction with his bandmates. And like you said, the audience. Yeah. This guy is. He's comfortable up there. Almost too This guy's going to be trouble. And when he gets to <laughs> high school and college, I'm, I'm convinced he's. Yeah. He's got country swag for sure. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Hopefully he, you know. Yeah. And I think he's, uh, if, if I remember right. Uh, Florida Georgia Line, they're doing a Vegas show or two okay. for a couple of weekends in December, I think. And uh, they have Mason. Nice. He's opening for them. So that'll, that'll be, be cool. That'll yeah. be cool. I know. I kind of was like, mm, is Chris Lane going to bring him on stage like during his set? And he never did, which like, that's yeah. fine. As the right. guys behind us said, it's probably past his bedtime anyways. So. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was just in amazement and I felt a little bad because I was I was honestly grinning ear to ear, like kind of chuckling because I was just I was just amazed. Like, Yeah. It's not like we were making fun of the kid. Like we were no. impressed. It was impressive. Yes. Very impressive. It was awesome. Yeah. So anyways. All that right. So that. that's the podcast for today. That is episode number Hope nine. You enjoyed it. So yeah. next time. Uh, going to Fillmore next weekend. That'll be fun. I'm so jacked for that one. Hannah Ellis, Renee Blair. Yep. Opening. They'll be great openers. Really great. I got to get the words memorized, though. For Fillmore? Yeah. Yeah. I know them all. I mean, I know the songs. Right. But I got to know them. Yeah. No, he'll put on a really good show. He, all his songs are like super high energy and like yeah. jams, I feel. Mm-hmm. All I know, if he crowd surfs, oh, yeah. just uh, give us I a mean, heads up. I'm going to drop him, but that's okay. Nah, I'll hit the waist these next two weeks a little harder. Okay, good. We'll try. I'll hold up an arm. All right, that counts. Cool. Uh, what else in the last couple of weeks? Uh, we'll get to entertainers here in a bit. Uh, new albums, Morgan Evans and Jimmy Allen. And Jimmy Allen. Everyone knows I'm a huge Jimmy fan. Yeah. I freaking love the guy. He doesn't have a bad song. Not saying Morgan Evans does, but like, if I'm going to binge one of the albums more than other, it's going to be Jimmy. Yes. It's 45 minutes of just like fun. And I just love his story. Like, who... I mean, he lived out of his car. And, like, someone bought him a sandwich from McDonald's and he ate half of it one day and saved the other half for the next day. And I'm like, what? Yeah. he. This is amazing. Right. And he's just, like, just super proud to be himself. And, like, he knows, yeah, he's a black guy in country music. He doesn't care. No. He loves country music. No, exactly. Did you see, unrelated to his album, he was on Ty Kelly and Chuck, 
and they convince him to slide into um, who plays Brooke Davis on One Tree Hill? Sophia Bush. Yeah, they, they convince <laughs> Chuck, his buddy Chuck, convinced yeah. them to, and they were trying to figure out the right way to say it. And yeah, so who knows? Oh gosh. Uh, favorite a favorite song or two? I know it's hard, but it is hard. Make me want to. I think it's mine. Yeah, Twenty One has just always been one of my favorites. Yeah. I do like um, Underdogs. Oh, yeah, yep. I think it's a fun one. As good as Jimmy's album is, can't take anything away from Mr. Morgan Evans. Also, great, great album. And I think uh, it's going to do good things for him. Yeah, he had had a pretty good 2018, first number one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm curious to see he's going on a tour now. More people, I think more people just know about him. Like, it's not, oh, that's Kelsey Ballerini's husband. That does help, though. It definitely, oh, for, for sure. I mean, yeah. it, def- it definitely does. I remember he was uh, on The Bachelorette, I think, or The Bachelor, one of them, and, and people are like, who is he? And they're like, oh, that's Kelsey Ballerini's husband. I'm like, oh, that's so gosh. awesome. I mean, most of the time you hear like, oh, that's, that's so-and-so's true. wife. And like, it's super cool to have the, the that's a good point. That. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, any favorite song in particular? Um, what, Young Again? Is that what it's called? Yeah. That's, yeah. I lo- it's like a folksy, like... Irish right. little jig, I feel. I like yeah. that one. No, and my jam, Dance With Me, him and Kelsey. Can't go wrong. Beautiful. Yeah. Like, better be a wedding jam this year, next year. Next year, for sure. Next year. I, I oh, mean, yeah, you think he year. would release it as a single? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all it takes to catch on is it can kind of go viral. Like, that's how Russell's, yours right. kind of kept going. That's true. Because, I mean, he released that. Many moons Years ago, ago. <laughs> yeah. and it just kind of it became kind of that go-to love song they play yeah, at weddings. For sure. um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what his 2019 looks like, as well as Jimmy Allen's. Yeah, and just yeah, I'm excited for both of them. I mean, really? we still got Thanksgiving, Christmas, but I'm looking forward to New Year's all of a sudden, like yeah. seeing what's going to happen the next year, yeah. and we can make all kinds of predictions and stuff like that. Oh but, boy. Yeah, but in the meantime, let's talk entertainers. Please, let's talk entertainers. The best of the best. So, Tabor, you and anyone else that's listening, the CMA, like, I'm not going to get too in deep, you might, on the awards and history and all that, Eh. but uh, the CMA defines Entertainer of the Year as the following. The award is given to the entertainer who displays the greatest competence in all aspects of the field. Voters give consideration not only to recorded performances, but also to in-person performances, staging, public acceptance, attitude, and leadership. The artist's overall contribution to the country music image is considered as well. So if you behave and stay out of trouble, I think you're at least considered. Yeah, and so even with that definition, like I still have problems with some people who are like nominated or that win it. Like I still have like who? With it. Well, and I don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't seen him live in a while. Jason Aldean, like he'll win Entertainer of the Year, and I mm-hmm. get it. Like he number one after number one hit, and he goes on these big tours, big productions. But for the most part, I'm gonna guess you just can't like. He's behind his guitar. Like he doesn't have like the Luke Bryan like. Stage or like the Thomas Rhett. He's not like busting dance moves, right? And I know that shouldn't like mean anything, and I I get it. Like his songs, yeah. Can, I didn't see dancing as part of. No, I, know, I know, I know, I know, but like, I know. And the songs, I they do their job. They get the crowd revved up, and like that's I guess what you want. But like even like in 2017, I think it was for for the Ace. Was it the ACMs? I think George Strait won Entertainer of the Year. And I think that might have been like his cowboy rides away tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I felt it was just like one of those, oh, well, it's the last chance we'll ever get to win it, so let's just give it to him. And I'm like, no. Yeah, but didn't didn't he have a longer stay in Vegas? Wasn't he out there? Maybe I'm thinking of Brooks and Dunn with mm-hmm. Reba, but. Yeah. Well, another thing, too, with um, like the CMAs, like for all of them, I have to keep in mind that they – they judge it from July 1st through June 30th of the next year. So when we watch the awards in a few weeks, we have to remember that this is from like last summer, last fall. From July 2017 right. to June 2018. So I can't be mad 
if or when Carrie doesn't win female vocalist. She'll win it next year, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, we can get it. That'll probably be our next episode. But who, I mean, who else would, you know what I mean, as far as female, like Marin maybe or Kelsey? Yeah, I definitely don't think Miranda should. No. But yeah, we're getting off topic. Anyways, (laughs) I guess we fired up. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was just, for CMAs, like Garth, six times Entertainer of the Year. Yeah, Garth, when you think of Entertainer of the Year or Entertainer of... Country of anything. He's the first one that comes to mind. And I think he was like vital in the 90s for bringing like country more mainstream. Like 90s country is so vastly different from like 70s, 80s country. He made country cool. Yeah, exactly. Like he was selling out arenas like and he was like a rock star in a cowboy hat. Right. Yeah. He did go through that phase (laughs) afterwards. But yeah, yeah, he just sold out Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah. Did a huge tour there. He's evidently going on another in the next three years, yes. stadium tours. and Yes, just wild. And he puts on a good show. Like, he has just great stage presence. And he's so, like, invested in the crowd. And I think that's cool when, like, the person on stage can reach the person in the very top row. Right. And I think it, it's not listed in the criteria, but I think a big part of being an entertainer um, or a really good entertainer is that you're, con- like, that bond you have with your fans, whether it is in person and meet and greets at the shows or social media, interacting with people. Um, I mean, for, for Garth, I think one of the things that stands out for me is he doesn't charge, honestly, excuse me, in the grand scheme of things, he does not charge a boatload of money to go see him in concert. Right. And if my memory serves me right, basically what you pay, you pay for whether you're, front row for Garth or the back and it's not that expensive. Right. There's not he he wants fans to be able to come see him. Yeah. And and he's having like you can tell when they're having a blast on stage. Oh yeah. And I'm sure like it gets, you know, repetitious for the artist to sing songs over and over, but when when it feels like it's the first time that they're True. playing on stage, yeah. you know, and they just make it they make like so example, someone comes to Green Bay or they come to Milwaukee like it's personal when they're like, you know, how about the Packers or, you know, and like you get that little nugget of like, oh, they're, they're just like us, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think like most artists that I see, like they do a good job of like incorporating True. that. And the thing, another thing that stands out for me about Garth is, and I'm sure it's happened to other places too, but was it two or three years ago when we went, we went to the same night, different show. He put on a three-hour show. Yeah. I went to the early one, which was at 7, I think, 6 or 7, and you went, went to the, the late show. I went to the one at 10. Always go to the late show, folks, because he can play as long as he wants. He played mm. till 2 in the morning. It was amazing. Okay. Way to get that dig in. I'm but sorry. Again, but again, it, like, it was there, was, awesome. there was demand for him, and yeah. he, he didn't settle. He made He's it like, work. We're going yeah. to sell out two shows then, so... Yeah, Gar's the goat. He's. I goat. agree. Um, another like big entertainer winner for CMAs is Kenny. He's won four, including three in a row from. Okay, 06 he might be the second goat. I agree. I honestly do. I put them on the same level. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I've seen, I've seen Luke, and I've seen Flora George Line, and I don't know what it is, but like Kenny also just brings it, and he, I think. I don't want to say like more so than Garth, but has like a connection with his fans, like his No Shoes Nation. Right. And I feel just like his his music and like especially his relationship with like people in in like the Keys or like the Caribbean. He's got that. And he just seems like a super chill, laid back. But his songs like, I don't know, and he fills up stadiums. Like Yeah. I think yeah, he to me he seems like he's a bit younger than Garth, I think. Yeah. A little bit. Uh He's got that for me it's and it's not a big thing, but his his connection to like football, something as simple as football, where right. he he did the the music video and the documentary and he's he's a football fan and he he sells out football stadiums yeah. and it's like, man, this guy's cool. Like not only is he a country music star, but he's a football fan and like I can right. relate to that yeah. and all that. So And I remember like I don't remember years ago it was, but he made a point to like get himself in shape so that he could like 
go on these tours and like have the stamina to to last like three hours on stage and give the fans the best experience ever. Yeah, I mean just just running back and forth, but then being able to sing, sing. in cue or yeah. like on cue. key key. In tune. That's I, I put key and tune together. Did you get that? Cool. Yeah. Anyways. That is an actual word, though. I know. <laughs> Thank you. I know words. W zero. Uh, anyways. But yeah, so I, when like these awards come out, and I think, I forget, is Kenny nominated for Entertainer of the Year? Let me check that real quick. Because I feel like every year that he goes on tour, he should be nominated the next year. Because not only is he going on tour, I mean, so Garth goes on tour. But Kenny's still, like, releasing new songs at a higher level than Garth, I feel. Like, mainstream radio songs. Yes. And he puts them on streaming platforms, too. True. Exactly. Garth. And this this year's entertainers, uh, nominees, Jason L. Dean, Luke Bryan, Chris Stapleton, Keith Urban, and Kenny Chesney. We'll get into that. Yeah. 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 We read each other's minds. And I'm already upset, and I've I haven't looked at these since they came out, but now I'm already upset because oh. I know it's going to happen. Yeah, and but, everyone's going to be like, oh, "I'm so happy for him." Like, no, right? No, okay, okay. So yeah, Kenny um, Loretta Lynn was the first woman to win Entertainer of the Year. Ah, interesting. Uh, Barbara Mandrell was the first one to win the award twice. So girl power. Interesting. Yeah. You know how many times Taylor Swift has won it? I think just the once. Yeah, but she held her own for a while there. It was like her, like with all these men. Yeah. Her her win sticks out like a sore thumb because it is, I mean, I just read off, it's yeah. five men. Right. Which I'm sure creates plenty of other headlines and stories out of that too. Right. Um, but yeah, Carrie should be in there for sure. Right. Maybe or she will be. Yeah. Next year when she starts tour. But I mean, you think about like this past year, there haven't been many like tours, women at least, like big right. ones. And you didn't even... Not selling out stadiums like these guys are. Right. And you didn't even... There were no groups or duos in there. Right. I mean, Florida Georgia Line wasn't mentioned. They took the year off. They took yeah. the year off. Um, we narrowed it down to five. It's tough. Right. I mean, for any category. Did you like... Um, just like how the nomination process goes for CMA Awards? I have a rough idea. Yeah. So what was I reading? So members of the CMA, I think you like... You pay your way to be a member. There's... I, I think somewhere around 7,400 members from 40 different countries. I can buy it. That, like, mind-boggled. Um, so whatever. You need to be a member. I mean, Texas is its own country, right? Texas forever. Yeah. Heck yes, Tim Riggins. Anyways, so there's, like, three rounds. The first one, everyone nominates one act per category. So one per female. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. And then um, 10 or more votes gets you on to the next round and then in the second round you vote for five nominees and then the third round you vote for one so that's the process the acms are pretty similar too with that Mm -hmm. but the thing the acms are trying or at least they did start to do is fan voted entertainer of the year and kenny tesney like at the year after he won it which was like 2008 he came out and said i know i just won this but i don't think it should be fan voted because he's like, it's about that person who maybe is like on social media who like grabs the fans' attention, not necessarily the person who, huh? You know, and so like, I, I get, I get what he's saying. Yeah, I know, I get both ways, but I'm like, mm. right, because it's a popularity con- contest. Yeah, I'm having issues speaking tonight. Mm-hmm. It's in your cup. Yeah, but anyways, so I just think because he said it diminishes the integrity of the music. Yeah, I I get what he's saying. It kind of comes across as fans don't know the ins and outs and the, the true right things about music, which he's probably right, but at the same time it is the fans who buy, buy concert yeah. tickets, stream songs, buy them digitally, yet buy merchandise. Yeah. And most fans yeah. aren't just like, "Oh, I'm only going to see a Kenny Chesney show." Like they no. go see all of them. Exactly. And then you get a good idea. He was a little bit better than this person, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting. And I think that's part of the reason why I've always think like the CMAs are like more prestigious. Oh, agreed. You know? And so 
I think if you're going to do it, it's nice to have one show that maybe is fan voted. Was this the CMT Awards, I think, are, right? Yeah. And I think for the ACMs, not all of them are fan voted. Right. They just started it with the Entertainer of the Year. I think, don't they do that during the show? Maybe Maybe. I'm thinking of something else. Where you got to text A, B, C, D. I don't know. But yeah, just, I don't know, kind of interesting. Yeah. Who else you got? Um, Well, and I was looking beyond just like the award of Entertainer of the Year, but like winning other awards. George Strait has won 23 CMA awards. George is the king. He is the king. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. Brooks and Dunn with 19. Vince Gill has won 18 CMAs. Um, Alan Jackson, 16. And then Tim and Brad have both won 14. Brad's a sneaky underdog for yes. entertainment. Uh, he's on the bucket list to see him in concert. Yep. I think him hosting, co-hosting these award shows helps with that. Mm-hmm. Helps with him becoming that image of just entertainer. Right. And honestly, his music videos. Yes. I mean, maybe not so much as recently, but during the two thousands, his his music. I can't talk either. It's contagious. So sorry. I forgive you. His music videos were really good and just yeah, creative, funny, hilarious, and right. Brad's like one of those. Like he can sing a song about online dating and then like hit you in the knees with like whiskey lullaby or, right. you know, and I mean, it's just, I, I think he hasn't had like a lot of new music as of late, but I wish he would get more recognition mm-hmm. him as well as Keith Urban. Right. Keith Urban is amazing. Have you seen him in concert? Like country USA. Okay. I've never seen him, but I've talked to a few people that have, and they're yeah. huge Keith Urban fans and they say best show they've ever really? seen and i think i think in my notes here too like honestly it's funny that we're talking about them at the same time but i've brad paisley and keith urban like they're just wicked good guitar players yes and that's such i mean every, most people in country music can play guitar or they should or they right. try to but they're ridiculously good. yeah where they like just go off in a song and yeah guitar solo and i think those two especially and i know every artist does it but brad and keith do a good job of taking younger artists under the wing yes. and mentoring them and bringing them out on tour and like really making them feel included, which I know that's not necessarily one of the things you think of when you think of entertainer of the year, but I kind yeah. of, it's, it's the whole package. It's like one of the things I listed at the end of it was their overall con- contribution to country music image and yeah, public is, acceptance and all right. that. And those, those two are two of the best at, I mean, including. Brad took Carrie Underwood on tour, like her first year in the business, and now she's taking others on tour. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. Like, just to spread the country music sound and then getting those people, giving them their chance. Yeah. That's a, that should be another category. What about Reba? <sighs> Fancy. I. I know you can't count her TV show as being anything. Oh, but come on. That, that, that's, She's amazing. That is an entertainer. And oh, it's, she, we're not strictly talking about right. entertainer of the year awards right. or anything. No, she just, entertains people. And yes. I think, um, I don't know if you follow um, Melissa Peterman, who played Barbara Jean. I don't, but I should. Yeah, so like, Reba will just like play at little like fundraisers or whatever. And a lot of times she's there. Because they're good friends, and so she'll just, like, Instagram it and put on. And, and Reba's just there just singing, just her like a guitar player, and she's got the whole room <laughs> captivated. And she's singing songs that are, like, 20, 25 years old, and she loves it. And she yeah. goes all over the world and does it. I mean. No, between the TV show, I mean, that's secondary to everything she's done musically. I mean, she acts in her music videos, too. Right. You know, that's kind of where it started. I mean, there's, a, I think I want to say there's three or four music videos where... How can I put this? There's not even like singing. Yeah, you can faintly hear it in the background, but it's mainly it's oh. like a four or five minute. The night that the lights went out in Georgia. Yeah, it's oh, my jam. Yeah, so you get that. I mean, she's hosted countless award shows. She yes. does the Christmas things. Yes. Uh yeah, she's if Garth's the goat, George is the king. She's definitely the queen. I agree. She's. She's on country music, Mount Rushmore. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I've never, and we're going to stick just on a tangent with like women. I've never seen Shania in concert, 
But I know people that went to see like her show this past year and it was also like a big production, like changing her costumes. And I feel like if you're going to talk Reba, Shania was probably maybe the second best entertainer of like 90s oh, yeah. women. For sure. And just because she hit up dozens of countries and it was worldwide. Right. It was more than... And it was more than just like standing behind a guitar. Like she wasn't afraid to have costume changes and backup dancers, which maybe was unheard of from the likes of like Loretta Lynn. Right. And that's probably, and I have to do a deeper dive, but I'm guessing that's kind of why Taylor Swift too. I mean, I've unfortunately I've never been to a concert of hers. Okay. No smart comment. Uh, Wow. Uh, but again, like it's a big production. She what can I say? Backup dancers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the backup dancers, wardrobe changes, and music videos. And yeah, yeah. For, that, for that, I don't know, four or five year period where she was big time country. Yeah. Like, I think it's just like with the changing of, of things, our generation, maybe even like the generation before us, we're no longer satisfied to, to sit at a concert and listen to someone just strum a guitar. Like entertain us. Right. Not that I need, like, I still want to hear singing, and I don't want it to be auto-tuned, but I, I like a show, you know? Yeah. If if I don't want to be entertained, I just want to listen, it better be, like, a super intimate, or I have a seat in, like, yeah. an actual theater. Right. Something like that, but otherwise, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying you have to bust moves, like, nonstop, but... Right. And, like, I think it's cool when when artists are unselfish and, like let the audience sing their songs that's a bull yeah that's a good point that, that can't be an easy thing to do because a it's one of their best hits so they want to sing it yeah and b you but you also got to make sure the audience knows the right, right. words yeah because uh, we're oh which is a good transition to the, another artist i want to bring up is t Rhett. tr because that happened during his album release party or his, his show where like he Get, let the audience sing the last yes. verse and like yeah. we mess it up. Not you and I, but <laughs> no, we majority, had it. We had yeah. it. But speaking of T Rat, that was another cool thing. He he drops an album. He just I think it was right was Lauren pregnant or she just had the baby? Just had. And they I mean her. they had been they had Willa for a, a few, few months. months. Yeah. Album drops. He what was it? New York, Boston or Philly. Boston, Philly, Chicago, Chicago I, I want to say, all in a day span. Yeah. And it's just like those, it was a day for, I mean, for him, it was probably what? A whirlwind. Just yeah, like crazy. just crazy. Yeah. But for us, it's like, wow, this is something totally unique. And, and that'd be so cool for him because he just released the album like a day or two before. Right. And he sang all new songs of his album and everyone knew every yeah. word to every song. And mm-hmm. he was like flabbergasted. Yeah. Speaking of Thomas Rhett. Have you ever been brought to tears by an artist that they've been on stage? Has that ever happened? Um, let's see here. In person? Yeah. I don't think so. I'm gonna no. have to remember. I'm gonna have to do some some digging here. The only thing could be if if I was like two or three years old and seeing Sesame Street, I might have been <laughs> afraid or past my bedtime. But tears? I don't. No, I don't. I, I think the only possible way that I ever will is if. Is if there's like a a soldier surprise homecoming or oh, something like that. Sure. Like if it's a Toby Keith and all of a sudden like he brings a the wife of a soldier up and it's like you know and all of a sudden he comes up behind oh, like Toby Keith that would be get, awesome to see. He would be fantastic. Concert. Yeah. Yeah. He's another great entertainer for sure. Yeah, just courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Just hear that live. Would right. Be awesome. Something like that. But otherwise, no. Have no. You? Well, no. But I've witnessed someone. Shout out to Mackenzie for crying during a Thomas Rhett concert. It was the funniest thing. He was opening for Kenny Chesney. So that's what I'm looking forward to, right? I haven't seen Kenny in years. Thomas Rhett's on stage doing his thing, and I look over, and there's, like, water coming out of her eyes. Sweat? I don't know. No, it was cold. She's like, I'm just so happy. I'm like, wow. I've never seen, like, an artist have that pull. But, like, sometimes you watch, like... I mean, don't you see that though? Some people, when they like meet their favorite artist, they're like hysterically crying. Yeah, and that, that's, I don't that's true. Get that. I don't get it either. Because to me, they're just like another guy. Yeah, and I don't want to look girl. like a fool in front of them too. Like, play it cool. Yeah. I mean, when we met Michael Ray, how did you act? I was like, hey, Michael Ray. 
<laughs> you said that so nervously, though. Oh, I was more confident in there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just told them, like, sorry about your Cubs. I go Brewers. Oh, I wish I would have said that. Yeah. I don't know. They're just regular folks. That, right. Exactly. They have a different career and lifestyle. They're rich, but yeah. Yeah. Other than that, <laughs> I mean, they're just, but yeah. I it, mean, we can is, sleep in our bed every night. They have to sleep on a bus, so. Yeah. It is cool. Even like if they bring someone up on stage to sing to or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I th- one of the other ones is Granger's really good about it. Oh, is bringing like young kids up that have yee shirts on, yes. yee hats, uh, or even... I th- a lot of country artists are really good about this. If they see someone in the first few rows, they have a sign that says, like, just kick cancer's ass oh, or yes. something like that. They bring them up. And then, like, the Brett whole crowd. Eldridge. Yeah. Huh. Like, something like something <laughs> like that, that would get me. That's where I would. Brett Eldridge also brought his dog on stage once. So, I mean, that's pretty high up there for right. entertaining. Yeah, that's true. Edgar Boogie. Edgar. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm going to be super conscious about it now anytime I'm at a concert if I... Start to get teary-eyed. I yeah. can't think. Um, I don't even know what would make me cry. Yeah. I've seen like all my favorites, I feel. Well, I haven't really seen Eric Church. Yeah. Still salty about it. And I've it. never seen Taylor Swift or met Taylor Swift. Yeah. That could go one of two different ways. Whenever it happens, I do want to be there for <laughs> it. Yeah. I want to be conscious, too. <laughs> I don't want to faint and head hit the ground. And... I'd be like, that's... Fine. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'm your biggest fan, Taylor. <laughs> be the story of my life, too. <laughs> that would be so funny. Okay, yeah. it's not going to happen. I wouldn't let it happen. Okay, good. So Eric Church, I can't say I'm his... I'm not a diehard. I, I like him, but I feel like he's... What he's embarking on for his tour is, is really cool. He's doing two nights in each city. Yeah. I'm seriously looking at going somewhere else because it's pretty much sold out in Milwaukee. But there's a show in Dallas. Oh. I mean, you can get on a plane. True. Go to Dallas. Dallas seems like a cool city. I'll come with. Okay. Not for the show, but I'll just come hang, hang in Dallas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing of it, too. I wish well, I, I might had go to show. the Why courage not? to just like go and be like, where are my Eric Church people at? Where's yeah. my church choir? Because like, from what I hear, at least the last like big tour he went on, he... Um, See, because he's one that I'd, I'd, ass- I'd assume that he's not someone that like a Kenny or Garth that gets super fired up and stuff. It's yes and no. I mean, he has some fire up songs. Yeah. I feel like he still has like that connection with his like true, true fans. What I heard like we did a couple years ago is he didn't have any like openers or anything. It was just him. He played for like an hour and a half, had like a intermission and came back and played straight for another hour and a half. Dang. Yeah. And it was just like him going out and giving it all he has every night. And I mean, no, he he is good, and his voice—I've never heard it live, other than from like TV and yeah. videos. But it trans—it it yeah. transfers. Yeah. Like it's not like he's someone that I can, saw him like seven years ago at Country USA. Okay, when he opened for Miranda Lambert. Someone speaking of Kusa, I put when I posted on Facebook this week about like who are your favorite entertainers or what makes yeah. a good one. Someone mentioned Neil McCoy. Oh, and I've never yeah. seen Neil McCoy, but he is a staple. Yes. At Country USA. Oh, he's hilarious. And I think this might be the first year where he's not an actual headliner or like the yeah. one before the headliner. Yeah, he's well, and they, they did it different this year too. It's There's only three days, three days instead yeah. of five. But yeah, he's he's fun. He just has you can tell he has fun on stage. He's got his it's, just, it's a party. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And he knows that he's not like hot stuff or whatever you want to call it, but he just has fun he's on the stage and, and makes sure everyone else has fun too. So yeah. perhaps, um, you know, we, two that I need to mention for like entertainers, Dan and Shay. Ah, uh, yeah. I've not been to a show where I've not had fun and they just bring it. They do bring it. Like it is a party. Yeah. And I, I feel like right now, I'm so, like tequila took off. Yes. Speechless is taking off almost just as fast. Right. Which is crazy. Cause that's, I love the song, but it's not even one of my favorites on the right, album. I know. So I think they're really starting to peak. Like, I think they're going to have a crazy five-year span. I'm so five, excited. Yeah. Yeah. But they're but, phenomenal. And just yeah. their interaction with fans, too. Right. Even on social media, they talk about that once. Like, their their managers or their um, publicists, they want they wanted access to their social media accounts. And Dan and Shay are like, 
No, nope, like we we got this. Yeah. Like we're gonna we want to be we want to be authentic. We we want to like have interaction. And well, is that like the worst thing when you see like a tweet of someone and it's like like I can see like Carrie Underwood used to do this more often and be like Team Carrie and I'm like okay yeah I get it I do right but, but that's where they should go to not to bring my gal Taylor up again but I mean Taylor has her own a country account. podcast go ahead what. Yeah, let me know when some of these others win Entertainer of the Year for a country, okay? <laughs> but she has her own, but her fan group, her fan club has a, like verified own one that tweets really? all the updates and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a big operation, but crazy. that makes sense. Like, yeah. if I want to hear from Taylor, I want to hear from Taylor, right. not her people. But yeah, Dan Shea, yeah. they're good about that. And I mean, we talked about him endlessly this summer, but Phil Vassar is just like a great performer. <sighs> And, like, I don't get why more people don't, like, see him live. Because he's amazing from the piano to, like, he sings songs that he's written. There's no words. I love Phil Vassar live. I I think it's a bit of a – he was late 90s, the 2000s. That was his his era of, like, really dominating. But, yeah, you're right. Just – I just encourage people, like, go to to a show of his – Wait two or three hours ahead of time, get good seats. Yeah. And yeah, you, you just. He brings it. He has he high energy. It. Yeah. He's there's there's never, there's never a break. I mean, honestly. Really? Yeah. There isn't. He'll play piano and it'll be the trail end of a song and then it'll just start Something bopping new. in. Yeah. Like, One of his songs or yeah. I would walk 500. Right. Miles. Yeah. And like that too, when you go, when you go to like smaller shows with maybe like not the Kennys or not the Gars of the world, you get like more dedicated fans i feel like true yes really like um what am i trying to say like they're so into it they're so heartfelt it's and it is harder to get into it at a bigger venue true yeah because you have some people that are sitting some people are standing people are coming and going getting food and drinks and you're further away and yeah 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 absolutely but yeah phil i mean at the end of this year, I'm going to look back and like rank like which of my oh. concerts are the favorite. And honestly, yeah, it, he's it probably, right it, behind Kenny for me to it, be honest. Phil might be Phil's probably number one. It's, yeah. it's just he's so so good, so good, so dynamic. Just, yeah, yeah. His songs are fun. He knows what the crowd wants, and and yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyone else hit the list? I mean, like Rascal Flats is part of it. I've never seen them, unfortunately, but yeah, uh, they would be fun. Yeah. I think, I mean, their songs are, that's part of it too. You got to right. like the songs and they got to be fun. I mean, you don't want to, like, I don't think I could go see Alison Krauss sing for two hours. No. No, I mean, you probably not at a, like, a venue like the Rave, but right. at a theater maybe or right. something like that. But yeah. Mm. Sweet. So we can talk about it in the next podcast, but any, now nah, we'll talk about it then. I was going to ask about predictions for Entertainer of the Year, but we will vent about that. Well, I want Kenny Chesney. There's no denying that. Okay. But I feel like Jason's going to win it. I know you didn't ask, but. Oh, I don't even think Jason's going to win it. Chris Stapleton's not going to win it. Oh, here we go. There's no freaking reason why he should win it. You have to look back to July of last year. Yes. (laughs) We should pour a drink for that one, too. Gosh. Anywho. Throwback jam? Or no, we do new artists first. We can do new artists first. Yeah, let's do new artists. I have Mr. Levi Hummin. Which, oh, appropriate. Yeah, so we'll talk more about him next week. Uh, there'll be an article coming out. Um, his most recent, well, he has an EP coming out October this week. 26th, Friday. Sweet. Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, you this should be new listening. Music. Yeah. Um, the first one from it is called Patient, which has kind of been like one of my new jams at the moment. Um, but I think the, the two songs that kind of got me hooked on him, um, Don't Waste the Night and the Songs We Sing. Those uh, are like songs we sing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also has a song Stupid, which is a good one too. Um, he started off in like 2016 with an EP. Um, but here's like a mind blowing fact. His dad is Marcus Hummin, who is a very well known um, songwriter. Like hmm. he has written Born to Fly, God Bless the Broken Road, oh, Cowboy wow. Take Me Away. So like he's like no known. Way. Yeah, he's known huh. in Nashville. And so when Levi comes up, he kind of has like away but it's like forging his own path so no i'm, I'm looking world. i'm looking forward to this album is there an album or ep i mean I one or the other EP, yeah either way yeah 
and we'll do a great write-up. We won't refer to him, or at least I won't refer to him as stupid, stupid singer. singer. That was the best. Oh. That was probably our, our biggest day at Raised On It. He <laughs> quote tweeted it, screenshot it, highlighted stupid. And there were a, <laughs> the best part about that was there were people that did not get did not get it. They did not get why we said he's a st- stupid singer. Why is stupid? <laughs> The sentence started with stupid, quotes around stupid, stupid singer, Levi. (laughs) And I'm guessing there were some of his followers that saw that and thought we were calling him stupid. And then they didn't get his, his version of being funny about it. And like, so yeah, that was like. I'll try to think of create a way to. Just don't don't mention the song, but it's a good song. (laughs) Go check (laughs) stupid out. Stupid is a good song. It is a good good. Yeah. Stupid good. Stupid good. Ridiculously stupid good. Who you got? I got the guy we're seeing, Fillmore. Yeah, Fillmore. Um, Fillmore. I, Tyler Fillmore. Tyler Fillmore. Uh, I believe he hails from Missouri area. Not quite sure, but I believe. Um, Fake he, news. He's in the mold of like a Sam Hunt, Chase Rice, kind of. That's kind of yeah. what I would. Yeah, he's more like a like a hybrid of the two because I feel like he has more yes. like pizzazz than Sam Hunt. Yeah. Like more personality like Chase Rice. Yeah. No, he, he takes probably the Best parts of both of them. Agreed. And like I have here, it's like a country pop sound, but also like a country R and B sound. It's just a cool, just a great sound yeah. to it. And it's it's not like he's someone that just like goes up there and like they play the auto tune record. And like he's got a really good voice he does. too. Yeah, and songwriting, like he's got it. Yeah, and he's I mean he's had a few EPs and albums out already, so I'm looking forward to it, but. Uh, the few songs that you should check out by Fillmore, Slower, yep, classic, You Know You Wanna, and Love That About You. That's probably the jam at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing what he's like live. I'm interested to seeing what the crowd is like. Right. To see what kind of the demo, the size. Um, it's going to be cool to see like. Because sometimes you think, oh, I'm the only one that knows about him, right? Like, he's not, like, right. huge and on he's, radio. But. He's someone that's, yeah, he's not, you probably don't hear his song on radio, but you go to Spotify, he's popular yeah. as all heck on Spotify. Yeah. He's got a ton of plays. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. And if if he does crowd surf, God bless us. Yes. Either that I'm strong God enough. God bless him. I mean. Or that I'm out of the area. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> Anyways. My throwback is Mr. We talked about this last week. Floyd Elliott Ray. <laughs> Known to country music fans as Colin Ray. Oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> oh gosh. He was born Floyd, Floyd Elliott Ray, spelled W R A Y. Changed it to Colin Ray, R A Y E. Um, my throwback is Little Red Rodeo, written by ours truly, Phil Vassar. Uh, written by Phil Vassar. Um, Rory Michael Burke and um, a gentleman named Charlie Black, which, fun fact, Charlie Black is married to um, a lady named Dana Hun, who wrote George Strait, check yes or no, and write this down. Everyone knows everyone. Right. Everyone's connected. I know. I was like, I should stop because I don't know where I'm going to end. That's what I was just going to say. Like, oh, and her cousin. Yeah. And that cousin. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Little Red Rodeo is one I... Colin Ray doesn't get enough credit. But you think of no. 90s music, I think of him. I really do. Honestly, you see like rock and roll or like hip hop, they do tours of like 90s or like throwback where they put like five or six of them and go tour. I don't know why country music doesn't do that. You would put Colin Ray, Phil Vassar, and Jody Messina together and I yes. would be in concert heaven. Yes. I'm not... Yeah. And I don't know if they would sell out like a... a big stadium they might yeah but even if you find some like a mid-size i i, th- I think it would, they would do so so well right. there's so many great singers from the that from the yeah i really can't this talk. is really off topic but i was just thinking of it did you see the video of uh walker hayes playing 90s country to neil mccoy when during the part where it says give me that no. wink and neil mccoy's like it's my song in a song. <laughs> it's really cool. Really? So I just thought like, because uh, there is that need for like, right. Or people yearn for night. Yeah. Because music. this era of artists and fans grew up on that. They were <clears throat> raised on it. 
But and uh, I mean, like Lorna Lena's newest song, yeah. like Ladies in the '90s. Like, oh, I mean, song. that talks more than just country, but right. Yeah, Colin. Yeah, Colin Ray is one that he'd be so great. And if you don't, I mean, I always say this. I like to car jam, but if you're going 75 miles an hour down the interstate and you don't jam to Little Red Rodeo, how fast can I go? I mean, if you're going 75 and that song comes on, you're probably going even faster. Well, yeah, but no. Right. No, I go 70. Yes. Yep. Right. Anyways, what's your throwback? Um, so this is going up on a Friday. That means the throwback posted yesterday. Um, the one I posted yesterday. Um, Meaning is a, tomorrow? Yes, Thursday. <laughs> I'm just playing all kinds of Jedi mind tricks on like people. I don't like it. Uh, so... Uh, the one I shared online is a Kenny Chesney song, but I'm going to choose a different Kenny Chesney song for the podcast here. It's getting colder outside. Summer's over. It's kind of getting to winter, but mainly just summer's over. And anything but mine is the jam that comes to mind for that. It talks about like the short summer fling. Oh. Like you had a great time with him or her, but that's just, it was just it. It was a summer fling. Anything but mine. It's such a great classic Kenny song of, and yes. I, I just don't know, I don't know what it is. The music video is good, uh, but. And that's one that he lets the audience sing. Yeah. And like, you don't think of it. Like he has so many blockbuster hits, basically. You forget about that, but everyone knows every word to that song. Right. And I mean, without, if you don't take it close, like listen closely or look at the lyrics, you're just like, oh, this is like a great song. I love song. It's like. Not necessarily. No. I mean, eh, not yeah. really, but it's it's just one of the classic Kenny songs. Such a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's one to check out. Otherwise, go check the one I posted Thursday. That The one I posted Thursday, if you didn't check it out, there's a, a, a really interesting backstory to, the, to how the song became a song and how the lyrics were written by the, the two writers. So if you didn't check it out, go to raisin.blog, check it out. You're going to be kind of blown away. I'm excited. Yeah. It's actually a good segue because I have a, a sort of a trivia question related to Kenny Chesney. Oh, sweet. But it's more along the lines of David Lee Murphy. So anyways, David Lee Murphy, obviously known for Dust on the Bottle and Party Crowd, those types of songs. He's also like writes a lot of hit songs, a lot of Kenny Chesney songs, to be yeah. honest. So my question for you is which one of these songs did he not write of Kenny Chesney's? Bring it. Yeah, I think you'll get it. No, no problem. We have Live a Little. No, he wrote that. The Good Stuff. Oh. Pirate Flag or Living and Fast Forward. Hmm. No, maybe he didn't write Live a Little. It's either that or Pirate Flag. See, Pirate... Jeez, yeah, I want to start second guessing myself. Okay, are you sure? Which one is it? I'm going to go with A. Live a Little. He did write that song. He did not write The Good Stuff. Really? Yeah. Do so you know who wrote it? No. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't do the extra no, that's, credit that's assignment. That's a, I mean, that's a very well-written song, I love too. good classic. stuff, yeah. Hmm. So he's got, like, the coastal feel. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. No, he's, he's done well for himself. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he could have lived off just on a bottle. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, my next trivia question. Uh, God bless the broken road. We are saying how um, Levi's dad, Marcus, was a co-writer of it, mm-hmm. but it was first recorded by this band. I'll give you a uh, Oh, it's not even country. Or it is country. That's pretty country. Plus the broken road. Oh, my gosh. You have multiple choice for me? I mean, it's 90s country. Sawyer Brown? Well, I'll give you my three choices. Okay, what are you waiting for? Sawyer Brown. <laughs> You're going to let me guess all these other ones. <laughs> Sawyer Brown, <laughs> Blackhawk, or Nitty Gritty Dirt Band? You know, part of me wants to say it's so weird that it could be Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Um, I'm going to go oh, Blackhawk was the other one. Man, I swear I've seen this before. I'm going to go Sawyer Brown, though. Ooh, you should always go with your gut with Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. No way. Um. Because Marcus Hummond co-wrote the song with uh, one of the lead singers of Nitty Gritty, Jeff Hanna. And so they recorded it first, which oh. I would love to hear that rendition. I think it's on, it's got to be on Spotify. Maybe. Let's go check that out now. But that was like years before Rascal Flatts even got it. 
which makes you wonder how many great hits are wait, waiting to be recorded. Doesn't it make you so sad to think of like all the songs in like the songwriter's graveyard? Yes. Oh, that's deep. It's so sad, right? Wow. <laughs> um, I mean, need just, to pivot. I just think of like growing up, you had CDs or cassettes and you just listened to them. And obviously artists released maybe like four or five, maybe six. And the rest, I mean, they're, they're just there. Mm-hmm. And like you may know every word to them, but right, and that makes me sad. Anyways, Blake Shelton recorded the song "She's Got Away with Words," which a lot of people uh, take mm, to being bad with Miranda, whatever. Um, which um, it was offered to this artist first. Oh, I have multiple choice, or good. do you know it? No, I don't. Because the funny part is, these are uh, my three trivia questions are all the same thing. Okay. So we're going really to be out like of these pretty soon. Okay. Um, so was it offered to Jake Owen, Billy Currington, or Brad Paisley? Jake Owen. Yes. I think I might have seen that. And he declined it because he thought, because he was going through, through a divorce uh, and he didn't want uh, his wife, yeah. wife to think anything bad. For the next podcast, I'm going to have to I'll do better research, but there are legitimate, like, three to five hits that Jake Owen turned out. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, props to him. It's more of a Blake song, anyways. Yeah, I feel, it just feels like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and my last one is kind of odd. This, um, the song "T-shirt" by T.R. was offered to this country music. Tim McGraw. Yeah. That was my second trivia question. Shut up! Was it really? Yeah. Which I I I can't I can't imagine. No, I mean I love. I love Tim McGraw, but I don't think he has. No, no. It's just it's a T. Rhett song. It is, it is totally. Yeah, I mean maybe it's in the mold of like a real good men kind of song where it's a little up tempo. And I feel like maybe they might have changed things around a little bit, but yeah, it's even anyone else in country music. I can't hear anyone else but Thomas Rhett. Right, and Thomas Rhett's version is how. Like they made it for Thomas Rhett, like you're saying. Like for Tim, they might have changed the sound of it, the right. instrumental, you know, yeah. all of that. But yeah, wow, wild. I count that as a correct answer. Yeah, absolutely. So my Cheater. other, yeah, my other two. Um, do you want the? No, let's just do "Whiskey Lullaby" by Brad Paisley and Allison Krauss. Sat for three years untouched. However. It crossed the path of which artists who did absolutely nothing with it? Tim McGraw, <laughs> Miranda Lambert, Dirk Spenley, Kenny Chesney. Kenny? Mm-mm. I feel like it was before Miranda. Was it Tim? No, it's Dirk's. Dirk's? He does that a lot. Yeah, he's one, <laughs> he's one too. Yeah, and but at the same time, I could, like, you think about it, like, the song that Whiskey Lullaby is, I could totally see Derek's doing it. Oh, I think his voice would have been real good on it. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I Gosh, can you imagine just regrets? I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe he didn't like the song. Maybe he didn't want anything to do with it. These, but. Dudes, are, these dudes and dudettes are millionaires. I think yeah, they're okay. But, yeah. But a song like Whiskey Lullaby. Right. I mean. Yeah. Wow. This brings me to the last one. Um, and this maybe this is the explanation here. This might explain why other songs sit for a while or artists skip over them. It's just because of the mood they're in. Uh, Luke Bryan's hit, you probably know the answer to this one. Luke Bryan's hit, Drunk on You, was originally with this artist who, quote, liked the song but was looking for something different that day. So the song was shoved aside. Yeah, so Drunk on You, huge hit by Luke Bryan. Yeah. Justin Moore, Kit Moore, Chris Young, Jason Aldean. Jason. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something Jason would say, yeah, right? Yeah, He just wasn't feeling it, so yeah. And I, I think there's there's videos of um, these two, Luke and Jason, performing them sure. performing that song together. But and I feel like maybe sometimes they get the anxiety of, oh, does this sound like something too similar that I've done before? That's true, yeah. Um, and honestly, maybe they just... Can't wasn't feeling it. Yeah, so they don't feel it. I mean, I don't know. Like when Cruise by Florida Georgia Line first came out, like all my roommates were playing it and like blasting, and I'm just like, eh, I'm not really digging this. Say what? Yeah, but then eventually it kind of grew on me. So I mean, maybe it is. Yeah. Weird like that, yeah. but 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Give songs second chances, third chances. Yeah. That's Any, pretty good trivia. Yeah. Well, that's, well done. that's good. Let's go do some more research. I'm kind of out of out of those, but huh. yeah. Any other parting thoughts? Hmm. No. We got uh, what's coming up at Raised on it, uh, or in music in general. Uh, you said Levi's. Levi's got his new EP coming out. Kelsey's dropping a deluxe version of the album with three or four new songs, which is kind of like. We don't why? like that, yeah. Yeah, why? That's stupid. Why? Just, just we'll stream the songs, but why would Luckily, you? Luckily, I don't uh, spend my money on CDs anymore, so right. I don't worry about it. But yeah, I'd be mad. Yeah, they'd be, I wonder if they. I wonder if they would have better success just releasing a four-song album. Right. People would be like, oh, I'll pay seven, six, seven bucks yeah. for it rather than thirteen, fourteen. But anyways, um, Kane Brown's got a new album November, I think. Kane Brown. December Kings. comes Mitchell Tenpenny. Brett Young. Brett Young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, even Merry though Christmas. it seems like during the holidays it kind of slows down, but it really doesn't. It doesn't. We just gear um, up for the next year and yeah. CMAs and, and all that hoopla will be on us. And Yeah. So, CMAs are three weeks from tonight. We're recording this on Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, over the course of the next few weeks, we'll be doing some write ups about each category and kind of. Maybe a little bit of opinion and who we want to win or who we think and just kind of an overall assessment of each mm-hmm. category and we'll uh we'll rant and rave about it before and then we'll rant and rave right after. Yeah. So Yeah, we'll be live tweeting that night about it. Yeah, absolutely. Follow us on Twitter. But yeah. Like Emily said, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, raised on it underscore, Facebook, same thing. Otherwise, keep checking us out on raisedonit.blog for all the latest and greatest country news and all that stuff. So, till next time. Till next time. 